That's the barrier that protects your brain from chemicals, toxins, bacteria, infections. And when it does that, it's also been shown to lead to depressive symptoms. Now, obesity is correlated with 55% increase in depression, and depression is associated with 58% risk of developing obesity. Welcome to the Health Quest Podcast, your guide to God's will for your health. Hello, my name is Dr. Sal, and I've been a practicing doctor and a surgeon for well over 30 years. And my goal for each episode is that you'll be able to have your mind transformed to God's design for your health and affect the way you eat and you live. If you're new here, we release a new episode every week. And if you enjoy the content, would you please leave us a good review? Because that really helps our ratings and it allows our show to reach more people and in turn, we can help more people as well. We'd like to thank you for your support. And on today's episode, we'll be talking about lipopolysaccharides and short-chain fatty acids and how they relate to leaky gut. So let's dive right into today's health quest. We're talking about lipopolysaccharides and what are they? Well, it's a major component of the outer membrane of certain bacteria, which are the gram-negative bacteria. This is a fancy scientific term that we use for certain bacteria that don't stain with a certain stain and gives it a specific color. Um, but the, you've got gram-negatives and you've got gram-positives. Um, but the gram-negatives, there are good gram-negative uh, bacteria and there's some bad gram-negative bacteria. So what lipopolysaccharides are is this component of the outer membrane of these gram-negative bacteria. And it's a combination of fat, where the lipo comes in, lipids, and polysaccharides, which are sugars. And what it does is it protects the bacteria from being digested by the salts, or I should say by the biosalts that are secreted by the gallbladder. They're classed as an endotoxin which is a toxin that comes from within the bacteria, although it's on the outer surface, but that's how the scientific community calls it. And this toxin comes from the bacteria, and once it gets into the bloodstream, folks, it induces a very violent inflammatory response. And they use this in science to actually cause inflammatory responses. Um, elevated markers of this LPS, or lipopolysaccharides, we'll call it LPS just to shorten it, are seen in, in many conditions that we've mentioned before. Again, it puts you at risk for uh, brain ailments, autoimmune disorders, and cancer itself. And the LPS makes the gut more permeable, and again, it contributes to that leaky gut as we've been talking in these last couple of episodes. Increased LPS levels are known as a marker of gut permeability and inflammation. So if you get these measured and you notice that you have a high lipopolysaccharide level in the blood, then more than likely you're gonna have a more permeable or a leaky gut. But more so than that, it also crosses the blood-brain barrier, the blood-brain barrier. That's the barrier that protects your brain from chemicals, toxins, bacteria, infections. And when it does that, it's also been shown 
to lead to depressive symptoms. Now, obesity is correlated with 55% increase in depression, and depression is associated with 58% risk of developing obesity. And this is where the lipopolysaccharides come in. The lipopolysaccharides has both a local and a systemic uh, effect. Locally, what happens is when it gets in contact, when the bacteria gets in contact or the LPS byproducts of the bacteria with the immune cells in the intestines, it results in the activation of the immune cells, which we've talked about before uh, in inflammation with the macrophages and dendritic cells. These are immune cells that then, when stimulated, send out these pro-inflammatory cytokines that we talked about before. This all happens in the lamina propria. We showed that uh, photograph from our last podcast, but we're gonna show you one uh, shortly. The lamina propria is the baseline that holds the intestinal lining epithelium intact. And it generates the release of these inflammatory mediators, which we call the cytokines, that perpetuates this constant local inflammation. And this is all part of this innate immune system, which means that part of the immune system that does the initial attack anytime there's any injury. So this local intestinal inflammation that we're seeing that's taking place in the, in the uh, intestines and even the colon underlies a lot of the inflammatory bowel diseases such as Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis. So now you're starting to see a picture here of what's happening uh, as it's affecting the, um, the intestinal system from an inflammatory standpoint. Now, the photograph that we're going to show you right here, uh, we have on, on the left side the intact barrier and then the disrupted barrier uh, on, on the right side. And you'll see that there's four layers. It says lumen, epithelial layer, lamina propria, and the systemic circulation. At the top where you see the lumen, you see all these little designated um, designs. You got some yellow circles, green rectangles, these stars. These stars represent the LPS, the bacteria are in green, and then the lipoproteins are in yellow. And of course, what ends up happening is as the intestinal cells secrete, and we talked about this before in our first podcast, I mean, uh, the first podcast in regards to leaky gut, it, it sends out this enzyme, uh, this phosphatase, which neutralizes the lipopolysaccharides. Now, when that doesn't work because the intestinal cells or the epithelial cells are not working, then it doesn't neutralize the lipopolysaccharides, and then that becomes detrimental to the cells themselves as well as to the tight junctions. And here you'll see the tight junctions with these four proteins, occludin, claudin, actin, and the ZO1. What you'll see is that's what holds these cells together and keeps these particles from entering in between the cells. The lamina propria is where we have the Peyer's patches that we talked about before that has these immune cells and that's part of the immune system of the GI tract. And then of course, below that, you have the systemic blood circulation or products that go into the bloodstream or out of the bloodstream into the lamina propria. Now, on the right side of the diagram, you'll see the disrupted barrier. So you see that the tight junctions are broken apart. You'll see the lipopolysaccharide will go right in between those cells and right into the uh, circulatory system in the lamina propria where you have all these 
immune cells, part of our defense system, you start to see the secretion of these cytokines in these immunoglobulins as a response. So here's where you have the inflammatory response taking place locally. And then if it gets into the bloodstream, then they begin to circulate and cause systemic inflammation. So let's now coming back, we'll talk about the systemic inflammation where the LPS is carried in the blood by a binding protein. Okay. And this binding protein and the LPS then interacts with the receptors again, with that lock on the cell surfaces of cells on immune cells, initiating the inflammatory response. Then this signaling eventually causes a cascade of reactions leading to the activation of that transnuclear transcription factor that we talked about earlier in inflammation and it's called NF kappa B, NF kappa B. Talk to your doctor about that and you'll sound intelligent, but that NF kappa B eventually starts to form all these inflammatory cytokines like tumor necrosis factor, your interleukins, and this eventually leads to metabolic endotoxemia. And so we talked about um, a metabolic endotoxemia when we were talking about obesity and how it causes all these problems with all the organ systems like your kidneys, uh, the respiratory system, the musculoskeletal system, the neurologic system, and of course, as we're seeing here locally in the intestinal system. And what metabolic endotoxemia is, is that low-grade chronic inflammation, and it's related to an increase in this LPS that's gotten into the bloodstream. And this is what generates this disorder. Again, these structural changes in the intestinal epithelium in response to a poor dietary intake spawns the leaky gut syndrome and allows LPS to get into the bloodstream. Our next photograph, we start to see a disrupted intestinal barrier as we showed in the last photograph, and we see the LPS coming through with its binding proteins. Once it gets into the systemic circulation, it starts to circulate around the body and it starts to affect the macrophages, which is part of the immune system. Now, these macrophages are located everywhere in the body. For instance, in the liver, they're called comfort cells. So they've got a different name, but it's the same thing. And it increases the inflammation in the liver and it causes these macrophages to start secreting the cytokines, causing more inflammation and causes an increase in insulin resistance. What's more is it increases the generation and manufacturing of more fat cells in the liver and it causes the liver to be less sensitive to insulin, which is what results in type two diabetes. So what happens is, is in the way it does that, again, the LPS binds to this receptor of these macrophages, activates the nuclear factor kappa B, which then goes into the nucleus. Once into the nucleus, it takes the DNA, it takes your DNA, and it manufactures all of these cytokines that we talked about, the interleukins, the tumor necrosis factor, and this is what causes the inflammation. And then you remember from our conversation in regards to the fat cells or the adipose tissue, again, in the fat cells, it increases inflammation and it also increases insulin resistance, but then your lectins bind to it 
and it tells it to manufacture more fat cells, and that's how we increase obesity. Within the muscle, okay, these um, cytokines eventually increases inflammation, again, insulin resistant. So now the muscles can't take the sugar out of the blood and store it as glycogen in the muscle. What's more, in the arteries, this inflammation will eventually cause um, these cytokines to get underneath the lining of the arteries and it forms these so-called foam cell uh, formations. So these foam cells start to develop in the walls of the arteries and that's what causes atherosclerosis. Again, not pictured here, what ends up happening is that it gets to the blood-brain barrier and causes inflammation of the, of the, um, the neurologic system, which then leads to neurodegenerative disorders, causes uh, a decline in cognitive skills in your memory, which eventually results in dementia, uh, Alzheimer's. Um, it causes mood disorders like depression and anxiety. The, the contributing cause to all of this is the diets with large amounts of sugars and high fructose corn syrup, processed foods, wheat products or wheat containing products such as your donuts or cookies, cupcakes, pizza, bread, and your processed meats. Now, if you're interested in knowing what these levels are of the LPS, you could have your doctor run a special test. It's known as the Cyrex Array 2 test. It's a, it, it's a diagnostic assay for endotoxin activity and it's by Cyrex Labs, and it measures the antibodies produced by the immune system when it's confronted by the LPS or the lipopolysaccharides. So that's one of the things that you can have your doctor do to see what your levels of the LPS are. Again, it's another way of measuring a leaky gut because if it's elevated, you know that a lot of the stuff is getting in there and causing a lot of these underlying issues. So Let's talk about short chain fatty acids, which is the second part of this episode. Now, these are metabolic products created by the gut bacteria when they process dietary fiber. So it's, there are some that you could take, but by really the best way to get these short chain fatty acids is by eating a diet high in fiber, whether you could take it through psyllium uh, seeds or eating more vegetables, uh, or salads um, and, and some of the uh, vegetables, eating them raw, such as cauliflower, broccoli, dandelions. You could throw that in your um, salads as well as your radishes, your capers, onions are very high in this fiber. And there are three main fatty acids that are produced. Acetic acid, which comes from vinegar, and we'll talk about that shortly. Butyric, which is the best fatty acid, and propionic acid, which in small quantities is beneficial, but when it starts to build up in higher quantities, starts to wreak havoc with the system. Butyric acid, which is the most important fuel for the cells lining the colon, actually is the primary energy source for the colon cells. So it helps to rebuild these colon cells, which they actually rebuild every three to seven days. Okay, That's why when you're taking chemotherapy, uh, you could destroy a lot of these cells, and a lot of people on chemo end up having um, uh, watery stools and uh, getting nausea and vomiting because it's just tearing down those colon cells or intestinal cells, even in the small intestine as well as the stomach really quickly. But the butyric acid is what helps build these cells up. And on top of that, 
they have anti-carcinogenic as well as anti-inflammatory properties. Now the propionic acid or your PPA is produced by Clostridia species of bacteria, which are your bad bacteria. And what we notice is that um, this type of uh, acid is seen particularly in high amounts in autistic children. It also increases the gut permeability leading to the gut, uh, leaky gut that we've talked about before, and this is the subject that we're really on, and it turns on inflammation. It affects the cell-to-cell -cell signaling. Now, cell-to-cell -cell signaling, this is a lot of stuff that's coming out now in the last 20 years. Our cells communicate with each other. This is fascinating. I mean, it's one thing to be able to communicate with people from around the world, whether it's through email or through cell phones. Um, if you lived in the, in the era of the 1970s, I remember trying to call Europe. You had to get an international um, operator here. I mean, you could take a picture of a literature and you can actually copy and paste it onto a Word uh, document right on your phone, which is fascinating. But this has been going on in our body since God created it. And this is one of the magnificence of, of uh, God's creation, which is our body. But it also affects the cell-to-cell -cell signaling, which is important for our body to understand what's going on elsewhere in the body. It directly compromises the function of the mitochondria. Mitochondria is this organelle or this little cell that's in each cell of our body that generates the energy that's used by every part of that cell for all the reactions. Once that starts to go down, we start to age. Our uh, cells start to function improperly, which then leads to all these disorders and these diseases. So we want to keep our mitochondria healthy. This thing in particular has a way of uh, compromising its function. It also alters the brain's ability to use uh, energy. PPA increases oxidative stress, which also harms the proteins, cell membranes, the vital fats, and even the DNA. It depletes the brain of the antioxidants and neurotransmitters and omega-3 fatty acids from fish oil, which is uh, beneficial to us. Now, a study done by Dr. McCabe in 2012 shows that pregnant rats that were and their offsprings were fed a high level of uh, PPA, and it showed that their brains showed these developmental changes which exhibited the symptoms of repetitive behavior, hyperactivity, uh, uh, losing desire to socialize, increased anxiety, fixation on objects, similar to these autistic behaviors. So the ways to counteract this PPA, uh, you could take supplements like L-carnitine, L-acetocysteine, uh, omega-3 fatty acids, and again, changing your eating behaviors, um, which I'm always advocating. So the takeaways today, is that the composition of these short chain fatty acids depends on the different gut bacteria. And so that's why we've got to try to, you know, good pro probiotics, but eating healthy foods that support good bacteria. Your bu butyric acid or your butyrate improves the health of the intestinal lining, enhances the ability to absorb minerals. It actually increases the acid in the, in the stomach so that you can get better digestion with proteins, inhibits the growth of potential pathogens and links the prevention of colon cancer. Acetic acid, which comes from vinegar, is beneficial, uh, especially when it comes to weight loss. And it also helps to improve insulin sensitivity. And all of this helps to protect our bodies from these digestive disorders like diarrhea, inflammatory bowel diseases, as we mentioned, ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease. And 
the most adverse change in these short fatty acids are seen in celiac patients, babies that were born uh, C-section, uh, children that have taken a multitude of antibiotics. Uh, these are the children that are at higher risk for celiac disease because they develop less of that good bacteria, which we call bacteroidetes. So with that, I know that we have a lot here. Again, modification in the diet. Those are the, some of the supplements that you could take to help improve that. And with that, we'd like to thank you for joining us on our discussion of leaky gut and all the factors that are involved for developing leaky gut. We want to thank you for watching our show. And if you enjoyed this episode, please uh, leave us a good review and visit our website and our social media accounts to connect with us some more. And if you'd like to get any of the sources to this research that we used in this episode, it will be available in our show notes and description. As usual, I'm Dr. Sal. Have a great day and God bless.